Are we live? Ron, we are live. Yeah, there we go. I'm getting the thumbs up. Welcome to episode 69, although we can't write 69. I'll tell you about that later. Episode 69 of It's Just Bodybuilding. We're going live today. You know we deliver on Wednesday. We weren't able to record on Monday. So we thought, fuck, let's just deliver anyways. So it's me and Dusty Hanshaw, and we are here with, of course, what better guest for episode 69 than Jose Raymond. How you doing, Jose? I'm fabulous, guys. I'm, I'm honored to be here on episode 69. <laughs> and uh, I wouldn't want it any other way. It's fabulous. <laughs> now, I got I to gotta show you everyone the shirt that you're wearing, Jose. We got to talk behind that because that's just too funny. Who the fuck is Evan Sentopani? <laughs> yeah, it's one of my favorite shirts. Now, I, I remember that shirt, but I can't remember when or the story behind it. There's no story behind it. It's uh, just a shirt that Evan came out with. That um, it's a quality shirt, and it's uh, where is it? There's a he has a really cool, yeah, American-made Sentapani patch, and uh, oh goodness, oh yeah, okay. His shit is real. He only deals with American-made products. Nice, and, a true uh, patriot. Yeah, yes, he is, and. Uh, I'm not even sure where that came from. Who the fuck is Evan Santapani? Uh, but I liked it. Because, yes. Uh, anyone who's anyone that follows bodybuilding knows who Evan Santapani is. Oh, that's the greatest. And it's kind of a pun on a pun. How, how, did he like? He made like a hundred of them, or what? Yeah, probably more. Thousands Jeez. Okay. Of them. Sold them in a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. That's the magic of, of an Evan Santapani shirt. I mean, he only makes them every six years, so, you know, they're going to go. Yeah, <clears throat> fantastic. What is, uh, what's going on, Jose? What, what is the news with you? I see you're training hard. Is it just for fun? What's going on? Yeah, yeah I, I did what I like to call a test run to see, uh, to, I, ran, I ran some tests. Um, <laughs> it, it, it was, uh, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, I wanted to see if I could get back into the zone of training and eating and, and living the life um, after being a fat ass and having a hip replacement and feeling sorry for myself. Um, I wanted to see if I could respond and resemble a bodybuilder. And, uh, and, and it went well. I spent about five months of training hard and, and getting strong again and, and building some muscle. The only difference is I didn't blow up. I didn't... Um, I didn't go up to 235, 240, something like that. Uh, I started at 240, 245 fat, and then I came down to, you know, 215, and I'm really lean. Uh, you know, I, I'm to the point where you can see lines in my glutes and, and you know, really lean. And, and, uh, and my legs have come back. You know, I, I manipulated my training because I can't squat crazy anymore. <laughs> Um, there's certain movements I just can't do, but I, I've been able to put some muscle back on my legs. And, uh, so it was very inspiring, motivating to know that I can do it. And now I'm going to rest through the holidays and, uh, do it again and see what I can do. And, and, you know, the plan would be, um, you know, just for shits to see if I can get stage ready. And come, you know, come March, I'll, I'll make up my mind, April, of what I'm going to do. And, and I'd like to, I, you know, there's no secret, I'd like to go do the New York Pro. Because that is Evan's 
scheduled comeback show. And uh-huh. I would like to uh, do it with him. And, and uh, since we both have l- lower body issues, let's see who can come back with, with some fire and, uh, uh, and, and get some shit done, you know? I love it. I love it, man. Yeah. That's awesome. So what I, I, I'm, I have to ask, because I love the injury shit, what movements are you focusing on now that you're, you can, you know, load effectively and, you know, do well? What, what are your movements? What are you going so, to? It's weird. It's hard to explain. So when I was born, you're born in fetal position. I never completely unraveled. So I have like a, um, uh, my, 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 my thighs were always internally rotated, which caused a weird friction in my knee. Well, once I had my knee, my hip replaced, my knee was used to a certain position. So now I can't do wide squats. I can't squat with my legs open. I have to literally keep them this tight and there's no grinding at all and and it feels good. So it's like really close stance hack squats and leg presses and even squats, but really close stance. I can do it. I can load the quads without any um, significant grinding. When I was trying to squat, not even wide, just moderate stance, there was so much grinding and popping in my knee that I couldn't make sense of it. And, and basically what happened is because of the hip injury, my adductors were gone. I had no adductor muscle. So even to hold my knees in is, is like a struggle. Mm-hmm. So they're going to build just by, by working that and working the close stance stuff. My, my, my legs have come back a lot uh, compared to what they were. They will be better than they were in 2018, 2017 when the injury was there. Um, they'll be a lot fuller and, 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 more detailed and everything i I, i'm positive of that so so the hips are actually good to go it's the knees now because the hips have changed well yeah on the left side yeah yeah oh wow starting to go i mean i have a very small window to do this that's why i'm talking about new york and not the olympia next year or something later you know (laughs) uh, i'm talking now or never and if i was able to do any damage in New York, then I would consider something afterwards. Uh, but I'm not going to come back if I'm just going to be s- just another guy. You know, right. I want to come back to be able to be banging with the the, the best guys. You know, uh, I don't want to be that guy that everyone's like, he shouldn't have done that. You know, um, <laughs> I, I just can't. I can't imagine being that guy. So I'll know within. I'll know within six or eight weeks of the show if I can do damage. I may even go down and see Steve. You know, Steve is brutally honest. And like, yeah. yeah. What, what, what are you going to do? You know, <laughs> he'll tell me, like, you can't beat this guy. You're not going to beat this guy. He'll start listing guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That might not be a good idea. <laughs> Maybe I won't go see Steve. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I am only I've... a few hours from Chris. And Chris... I send Chris pictures every couple of weeks of uh, what I'm looking like. And he's like, yeah, you'll be ready in six weeks. You'll be ready, you know. And it it was a few times he'd be like, so-and-so is getting ready for the Olympia. You're way harder than him. (laughs) Right. (laughs) This was recent. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, Chris is is basically the only thing that matters. If he says, ah, fuck. No, then I then I pretty probably did wouldn't you, do it. Did you say six weeks or sixty weeks? Yeah, no, no, he knows. <laughs> I've 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 heard people like people have told me that 
the first time, you know, they worked their way up, they got their pro card, you know, they did a show, blah, blah. And then they go through the experience or even maybe before they get their pro card or whatever, but they go through the experience of having Steve look at them. Yeah, that's scary as shit. And then just ripping them to shit yeah. in like the most respectfully honest way. And they, I, I've had people tell me that it changed them as bodybuilders. Like it, it altered their, their, it just altered everything. The reality changed and it made yeah. them, you know, some of them like had to rise to the occasion. Right. I mean, is that kind of, would, would you say that that's kind of an accurate description? A hundred percent. I, I had that experience myself in 2010. I did the uh, Orlando Europa and Eduardo won. And Rock Shabazz was second, and I was third. And Eduardo was, it was the best he's ever looked, ever to this day. At 2.02, he was bananas. And um, my phone rings Sunday morning, and it's Steve. Hey, wh- how you doing? I'm like, hey, what's up, Steve? He's like, don't ever do that again. <laughs> do what? He's like, don't ever show up like that. He's like, you're not in shape. You know, I mean, I placed third out of 15 guys, but he's like, you're not in shape. I'm like, I thought it was in pretty good shape. He's like, you're not in shape. Don't show up like that. Don't even bother. He's like, you should be winning these shows. Don't, don't show up looking like that. And that made something click with me. And I was like, okay, all right. Well, sure enough, within, I don't know, I want to say eight weeks later, I end up going down and winning Tampa. Eight days later, I end up winning the Hartford Europa. So it definitely kicked me in the ass, you know. Uh, I, I won my first two pro shows within eight days of each other, and that was just a few weeks after talking to Steve, you know. Um, he definitely set me straight. He's the one who made me believe that I should be winning these shows. And, uh, you know, I just need to come in in ridiculous condition. And, and, and that's what happened. <laughs> I just I love the idea that you talked to Steve. You sound more like Steve talked to you. No, he did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Talked to him. Actually, you just said okay and then hung up the phone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, by that time I'd already known Steve for twelve years. You know, I'd done seven team universes. Done, you know, I'd already done the New York Pro. I, I knew him well, and and he was, you know, he he, he has an affinity for me because because I'm one of those guys that always did his shows and was always really respectful to him and uh so he went out of his way to um you know give me a kick in the ass like and that's ex- the exact words he said do not do that ever again and i'm thinking why did i look good i'm third I was top three that was back when they only gave money to to three guys well it's probably still but you know i made a little money i i i, I you know i was top three but no <laughs> No, he's like you. You basically you suck. You you can't do that. <laughs> right, right. Because yeah. Steve holds everyone accountable to what he thinks is their actual best. Yeah, like their potential. Yeah. And what that does is it, it it holds the entire league to a higher standard. Like you, you don't think you're gonna come up here and look okay and win shows. You need to look phenomenal. You know this this isn't the other league. This isn't Waba or, or Naba or anything else. This is the best of the best in the world, and we need to hide, hold you to a higher standard. And, and that's precisely what happened. You know, then everyone started showing up, you know, trying to chase Eduardo's <clears throat> condition. 
I mean, so for years, you go to the 212 Olympia, there was no, no question the best conditioned guys of the weekend are going to be 202, 212 guys. For sure. Period. Between me, Flex, Eduardo, David, you know, we were all going to be lights out no matter what. And, that, you know, that played a big role in it. It was the standard they held us to. It, see, it seems like the 212, the 202, and now for me, the classic is a little more exciting because of that. Like, even the classic, like, you look at these guys coming in right now, like, they're fucking sliced out of their heads yeah, because yeah. they have to be, whereas there's, there still seems to be room for error in the open Uh and you can sl- still sneak into the top group where that has not happened. If you're two percent off in the two twelve, you're fucked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just not going to happen. I wish that we could get to that point back with the open because I think there is something to be said for the weight. I mean, honestly, there's you have to be under two twelve or you have to be something for your height because if not, guys are like I'm like you said, I'm in good shape. It's like, like but yeah. you're not fucking sliced, right? You know, yeah. I don't know. I just think I know a lot of guys feel like there's a, a place where they start to look worse if they get harder. I just don't believe anyone looks worse when they get harder. <laughs> I agree with you. you. You look at guys like Rami or, or, or Josh Lenardowitz the last few years. Mm-hmm. You know, if you looked at remember when Josh won the San Marino? Yeah, he was diced out of his tits. Crazy. All he had to do is keep showing up like that. And he would have kept climbing and climbing, but he got massive, huge, huge coming in at 270 to, you know, high 260s, whatever it was. Uh, you know, Rami's coming in so big, so heavy. Um, if there was a weight limit, you know, that said, Rami, you have to be 272 or less. And then I guarantee we would see a crazier looking version of him. Yeah. You know, what, what's what's the the, the craziest uh making weight experience that you have oh god i had so many um most of them were as an amateur because uh, i was you know when i was hold on guys <laughs> jose's tiny ears can't hold the buds yeah we shredded they peeled them out I'm, I'm oh right there yeah we go. <laughs> so um yeah in the amateurs i was always heavy coming down trying to be a lightweight at 154 pounds. I had no business being there. And then 165, 176. So I had to do really extreme things. I showed up at the 2000 USA's and I was 157 at weigh-in. And they're like, well, go lose some weight. So my brother's wife ran to the store, got me fleet enemas. I, I had to shove those things in there and, uh, run around, run around out in the hot sun, sweat. I end up sweating off three pounds within a, within an hour, hour and a half, came back and, and finally made the weight. And uh, one year in, in 07, I showed up at 185. I had to be 176. And that was the morning of the, of the show. You know, so within, you know, six or seven hours, I had to make 176. So I didn't even sleep. I, I just would go downstairs, do an hour of cardio, sit in the sauna, come upstairs and have like a flake of chicken. <laughs> you know, I, I would lay down for an hour, go back downstairs. I would rotate between the step mill, the treadmill, the bike, 
and sitting in the sun. I end up making weight 176. And then, you know, by the next day, back then weigh-ins were Thursday, Thursday afternoon. Then pre-judging was Friday afternoon and finals were Saturday afternoon. Yep. So I was by finals on Saturday, I was easily 185 again. And, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, I, that was, a, that was a good one. But as a pro, I was growing into the weight class. So, you know, I might struggle to make the weight just because I'd have some water on me. Um, but I could have made the weight a lot easier, but I just always, I'd end up flying into Vegas at, you know, two fifteen, and Chris would be like, you look like a Buffalo. What are you doing? You know? And then, you know, I, the water would come out of me, but I would never weigh in right at two twelve. I'd still at weigh-ins, I'd end up at two ten. 211. I I never had a problem making the actual weight um, because I was, you know, I'd never end up on stage at 212. I'd probably right. end up on stage another three or four pounds lighter, 207, 206, 205. Who knows? That's my that's my favorite argument of uh, of amateurs and pros. I call it the favorite lie. Well, yeah, but once I started carving up, I gained 10 pounds. No, no, you didn't. <laughs> like you lose weight every i remember i weigh it and my scale just kept going by sunday morning you're you're freaking like your lightest you've ever been in your life <laughs> man i do do you think that there's you know how there's like those delusional guys that just hey, don't, don't talk realize about me. i'm right here <laughs> that just don't realize that they're not in shape and they've never been in shape and do you i i find that most of those guys tend to be like the really big dudes that have never had to make weight. I feel like making weight for guys like you, where it's like, you know, you're making middles and then you're making light heavies and then you're, you know, all those guys, it, you take that, that experience and what you see in your body and what you know is really true condition and it makes you better later. Do you, th do you believe that? I absolutely believe it because I lived it and there's, something can you hear me still yeah yeah okay. is it echoing or anything it's okay so far yeah, we're so fine because these things just died all right um uh, when you're forced to make a weight you you start to see conditioning that you never saw before every time all of a sudden i'll squeeze my quad and now my rectus femoris is striated which it had never been you know, I'll lift up and do this in my lats astriated from my armpit to my waist. And and that stuff doesn't happen unless you go to a place you've never been. And that only happens often when you're forced to make a weight. Mm -hmm. you know? and, and these guys, to them, they look unbelievable. They may even look better than they ever looked. But it, they don't look next level conditioned, you know. Or even some guys... It really depends on the body. Like, I would be have striated glutes at, uh, you know, eight weeks out, but I still have fat around my lower back, yep. you know, around the midsection, uh, you know, up on my pecs a little bit, but my glutes are peeled. So it, it, everybody's body type is different. Where, you know, if I were to just stop when I had striated glutes, I'd be a mess on stage. It wouldn't look right, you know. I, you got to keep going, keep going until there's nothing anywhere. And very rarely do, do the big, big guys do that because, you know, they're, they're big and then 
they don't want to see that scale go down to 250. Listen, if Dorian Yates could compete at 255, 258, 260, when he's crazy looking at 285, you know, he had the right mindset. And he always said that. I could have competed at 275, 280, and it would have looked great, probably better. But his mindset wouldn't allow it. He had to be the hardest guy on stage, so he'd take himself down to 258 instead. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's why he was during it, because he had the opposite mindset of a lot of guys. When yeah. you're that big, it doesn't really – that's the other thing I think is funny is when you're that big, number one, you're, you're still huge. And the harder you get, the rounder and tighter and wackier everything looks. I mean, yeah. you know, that was uh, that, that, that was always the most fun part for me at the Olympia when you were competing would be the last couple of days just watching every five minutes Jose get a little harder, a little yeah. harder. I'm like, you, you'd let – you know, you'd walk out of the room and, like, I'd go listen to a song and then come back and be like, hit the shot again. Oh, it's fucking wackier. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny is, is the year I did the Europa with you in Phoenix, mm-hmm. it was, I don't know how many, eight weeks after the Olympia. Yeah. And everyone was like, holy shit, what are you, like 220, 225 now? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I, because I kept dieting, kept dieting, where at the Olympia, I might have been 208. Uh, I was actually 203, 202 by the yep. time I got to Phoenix, and I was peeled out of my mind. Um, but I was I was way lighter, and everyone thought I was bigger. This yep. is unbelievable. You're doing the open. You get to compete at like 220. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. But, but I'm not even nowhere as close. But, <laughs> but I did, you know, because I was sharp, and, and nobody knows. They just look at you and see giant arms and, and peeled they're like, he's got to be 220. No, yeah, now that he doesn't have to come down, he's 220. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Chris will be like, you look 220, which, you, which you, I know you're not. <laughs> he would always guess my weight. Always. I, and it was a mind fuck to me. I would check my weight. I'm like, oh, man. I'm, I'm four or five pounds lighter than I was at the Olympia. Right. But I was sharper. You know, I always got better with continuous dieting. Yeah, never, never got worse if I did continue to die. <laughs> I, I also love that Chris would uh, Chris likes to peg your weight. He'll be like, yeah. hey, you're going to wake up tomorrow morning at 268. Yeah. You step on the scale the next day. You were 272 the day before. Right. Yeah. Step on the scale. Like, how the fuck does he do that? Yeah. Well, he does very specific things to make sure that happens. <laughs> I just never betting against him. That's for damn sure. Yeah. <laughs> Man. So, yeah, go how ahead. That's work, dude. Do we have uh, do we have live questions? I can't. I don't know how to see them. Yeah, you got to We got to I mean, we're live. We got to pretend we're live because we are. Okay. Live, so it's not pretending. I think Scott's turning them on is what's going on. Scott, turn on our questions. Scott, turn me on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how we do it. Don't worry, guys. Okay, this is our first time, but it's our second time. Oh, there's lots. Well, it's our second time, but my first time a while ago, I forgot where to put my hands. There we Jose go. Jose looking you know lean and mean. Lean and mean. Lean and mean. Yeah, you're looking, you're looking good on you're, you're looking good. You know, you got that uh, grizzled gray haired beard veteran diet face going on. Very dangerous. Nice? Well, I'll give you a Very minute. dangerous. There we there we go. Well, we'll come to the left. There we go. Oh, there it is. Damn. 
He's he's fat. <laughs> fat. I was uh, telling the story about when we uh, when we first met Jose uh, in that bar in Toronto, when uh, you were uh, wearing a white a white tank top. Sorry. You sure it was a bar? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. They met me. They remember me at a bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were. <laughs> And uh, yeah, you you stood on a stool so we could like talk like you were hilarious. Dusty, Dusty says you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the introduction. Yeah. Standing on a stool. <laughs> Dusty and Chris both say you're all right, so you're good. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like yeah, that. And I remember, I remember I said, uh, um, "Oh, what are you drinking?" You said tequila. I like working out and tequila. It was hilarious. <laughs> Those are my two favorite things. Yeah, everyone knows it. Everyone knows super it. Super set. I have a million questions too, so we we definitely have to uh, nail some of these too. Um, wow, some fire away. Basic. So I'm gonna just fire some of these off, Jose. <clears throat> uh, Post workout meal. Do you eat right afterwards, or do you wait a while? I eat immediately. I have a shake and usually a granola bar right after. I if I don't mix it with like Gatorade or something. Got it's it. just a protein with water. I'll have a granola bar or something with it. And, and then, then you I'll eat, eat it in how an long? An hour, okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you think an intermediate who has never competed should have a coach? No. No. Sorry, coaches. Uh, I didn't have a coach, and I learned a lot. That's how I learned. I learned the hard way. Um, if you're an intermediate, you need to learn your body, learn how to train, learn what works for you. So then when you do have a coach, you can give them feedback. And say, I lose weight fast when I do cardio. Or, or I require a lot more carbs than you mo might think, you know. Mm -hmm. I require very little carbs. And most coaches wouldn't think that. Right. So I only discovered that on my own. No one, no one ever did that for me. You're going to learn more by doing it yourself. Once you reach a level where a coach can be a game changer, then go for a coach. If you're, you know, you're at the national level now where – a pro card's at stake, or you're at the pro level, we're winning money, sponsorships, that shit's at stake, then it's worth it. But no, learn how to learn how to do it yourself. What did you what did you say uh, changed when you took Chris on? Was it just you had you got to stop thinking and relax, or what was the advantage for you at that point? Because you had won everything in the world pretty much. Yeah, I developed um, uh, a, a very thick skin. I didn't worry much about anything in bodybuilding. I had real life issues. Um, Chris, the biggest thing with Chris was um, superior confidence and the amount of food I ate. I never really measured food before I met him. And, you know, I would eyeball it like, oh, it's the size of my fist. It must be six ounces. You know, he almost doubled my protein intake. He'd like, everything was 10 ounces of protein, 10 ounces. And, Fuck, my face grew, my head grew, just from chewing. It was crazy. I would get jaw cramps from eating. So he really, really, that was a huge thing. And then I grew. You know, I was 37, 38 years old when I started with him. And I was able to put on 8 to 10 pounds of muscle with Chris at that stage of my life. Right. And, you know, that was a huge factor. It was eating. I never ate nearly enough. I would eyeball it. I could say if I ate this little, I'll lose weight. If I ate more, I'll gain weight. Pretty simple, right? <laughs> um, you know, Chris made it a little more um, scientific than that. 
I, I love that though, because that's something Ron and I talk about all the time is that because of not just coaches, but the information that's at everyone's fingertips, they overcomplicate. And they really want to like, it's like, yeah, but how many ounces of spinach should I have? And I'm like, ah, I just like put a bunch in a bowl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, I think, I, I think that the, the, it's super important to understand how simple and, and important the basics are. Right. And, and because people who understand that process everything else better later on. But when right. you start out with that convoluted, you know, spreadsheet, uh, you know, 10 a.m. I take this vitamin and 1 p.m. I take this vitamin, but only half of that vitamin. And, yeah. you know, like that, that sort of like complicated stuff. When you come from that place, it's just too much, you yeah. know. But when you understand how simple it is, the other stuff is, is so much easier to add. <laughs> I just yeah. think it's funny because it is it's so much. There's so much. I'll have guys, they send me these breakdowns and I'm like, or, or when, when they send me their questionnaire to start, it's, it's in a big graph and all this stuff. And I send back their diet, a typed up email. I'm like, yeah, this is yeah. how we do this shit. There's going to be yeah, no yeah, yeah. macros. And <laughs> I just write it in crayon on a paper towel and take a picture of it and send it to them. <laughs> are you, are you actually in the bathroom when you wrote this? Yeah. I could see your yeah. leg is bare. <laughs> I was on the toilet. <laughs> I, I talked to a kid yesterday. I had to be like, no more questions. That was my response. <laughs> just do what I just told you. No more questions. And it sounds like an, you're being an asshole, but when you get rapid fire questions that are all dumb that I've already told you, because he wants to ask why. I'll say, do this, this, and this. Okay, you sure? Why will, will I lose muscle if I do this? I said, just do this. You hired me for a reason. And then I had to be like, dude, no more questions. I, you know, I'm, I'm in the middle of something. I can't keep texting like that. <laughs> he's going, okay, sorry. I just want to be, you know, make sure I do everything perfect. I'm like, oh, I know, I get it. I'm not being an asshole. I'm just, I don't want you to get in a habit of constantly questioning everything because it's going to confuse yourself. Mm -hmm. And he does. He gets, right. you know, people end up confusing themselves. Yes. And, and, and it ain't that difficult. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these are bad. I like the fact that some of these questions, Jose, this one says, what's the funniest memory, then in quotations, that you can share publicly that you have with either Dusty or Ron? Oh. <laughs> he's got to well, be, he's going to just exit yeah. out like six of them. Dusty, <laughs> um, the funniest one. Fuck. The funniest ones were, were probably at like FIBO, work in the booth, when these girls would come up to the booth that don't speak very uh speak english very well and um you know, so this picture, i did a photo shoot for um for iforce and <clears throat> one of them is i got my hand on my hip like this and i'm looking down like that and uh dusty like like hands it to the girl and, and she clearly doesn't understand and he's like oh this is our this is our favorite one it's called look at my dick and he's gonna sign it for you and she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like in tears. She's like, oh, yeah. Look at his neck. Look at it. Just look at it. You know? It's so bad. Everyone around us is like, what? Oh, yeah. And that was just like a, a small part of it. So we have a famous picture called Look at My Dick. It's, uh, it's it is a great shot, though. It, it looks like that's what he's saying because he's looking yeah. at it. He's, you had your hand by it. And, uh, yeah. 
She didn't know uh, look, what we meant. But she look at his at dick. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was just a small I, sample of the things that we would do and say. And, and you know, it was really good because they couldn't understand our humor, our, our English in the way we were saying it, you know. <laughs> it made it a lot more fun, especially if they agree. They're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And you'd be like, you have a tremendous ass. Nice to meet you. <laughs> uh, sometimes language barriers are, are you know what you have to play with to pass the time at the booth yeah those are long days man those are long days oh we spent what thursday friday saturday sunday we did we did 10 hour days four days in a row yeah and and the, the girls there would show up literally with just paint on They'd have paint on their nipples and paint on their hoo-ha. And they'd be doing cartwheels and shit. And we're like, well, where are we? Where this? I think Dusty had already been there, so he kind of warned me about it. But it was nuts. Yeah, we had that. We had a, a three-week tour in Australia all over the damn country. Yeah. Where our, our final, the night before the Larry Bass Day, they gave us a free day where we went to the opera house and... All I know is we spent a lot of money on alcohol that day, and that's pretty much I can only remember that because I realized it the next day. Yeah, <laughs> I so remember waking up time. and asking Jose, "I'm like, how much did we spend? Because I don't have any left." <laughs> so, Ron, I'm usually the the like the angry one. So, so Dusty was always like calming me down and like, oh god, you know, he was the one to control me the whole time. Like, no, no, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't say that. All right, all right, good, fine. Well, we, after a long ass day, we're like, we're gonna have a great evening. We're gonna eat, have some drinks. And this kid that was with us was like, no, I'm going to see the pandas. And we're like, no, well, we're not. And he's like, well, I'm going. And Dusty goes, give me that credit card. <laughs> he goes, you can go do whatever you want, but we're gonna eat. And he's he, this kid was arguing with him. And I'm now I'm the one having to calm down. Dusty <laughs> goes over and talks to him like quiet. And Dusty comes back to me and I see the kid bawling, bawling, crying his eyes out. I'm like a grown man crying his ass off. I go, Dusty, what the fuck did you just say to him? He's like, nothing, nothing. I said, give me the credit card or I'm going to kill you and throw you in the water. And he's like, I'm like, you did not. And the kid's fucking... The phone rings five minutes later. It's the owner. Hey, Dust, what happened, man? <laughs> Nothing. I just told him, you know, I'd simply get rid of him if he didn't, if he didn't act accordingly, you know? It, it, like, talk about the end of your rope. We like, hadn't had any sleep. We're going everywhere, starving. And this kid pulls a fucking panda out of his ass. He's like, no, I'm going to see a panda. I'm like, no, no, you're going to come sit with us. And have a I bunch paid of for the food. Yeah. And food. <laughs> I mean, the, the card was technically for all of us. Like, we needed to eat. We needed to, you know. But he thought he was going to run off with it. And Dusty uh, put a stranglehold on that. We got food. <laughs> More of the stories. We got our food. Yeah. We got our drinks. Everything was okay. <laughs> oh, it was such a good time. You know, you did, did, the kid, did, the kid, did the kid evolve to learn that... Uh, the death threats were just part of Dusty's charm? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> but he was still afraid of him. Dusty was 250 pounds heavier than him. 
<laughs> we, we were walking out, Rod, you'll love this. We're walking out. This is like on the way to the car. And Jose and I are at this point very loud and, and enjoying ourselves. And I you see these three cops. And they're like, hey. And I turn. I'm like, oh, shit. I don't know what the rules are here, you know. And you then you I, can't piss on the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> so we're getting yelled at. I'm like, oh, shit. Because this was actually just after Jose peed, peed off the uh, pier into the water. And uh, this guy, this guy shouts at us. And I look over and he goes, Jose, Dusty, can we get a picture? And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine what that looked like as we were. Com- I mean, I was out of my mind, gone at that point. Yeah. He's got he's got proof, so, proof somewhere. So there's a photo. There's a photo of you with some cops drunk yeah. out of your mind. Yes. Oh, somewhere 100%. floating around. Yeah, I wish I could find it. <laughs> If any police are watching and, and you took a picture with us, inebriated, please forward it to us. We will share it and your profile. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, people on this stream, we're, we're, people are asking about the Olympia. I guess it's about that time, isn't it? Yeah, we should probably touch on that. Just a Our, touch. I, I, first of all, I'm amazed. Like, is it like it's it's going to happen, right? Like that's you know what I mean the question. Thank Jake Wood. You guys got balls of steel. What what do you what do you think about this? Oh, yeah, I'm I. It's been such a crazy year. I I can't even. I don't even know if I missed any recent announcements of who's not coming or not. Like, you know, who knows what the lineup's going to be by the time it actually happens. I'm very unsure about any of the foreigners. I I know um, that that. Rami is in town with Dennis James, yep. so he will be there. Um, obviously, Phil, um, uh, Brandon. I don't know about Bonac even. Like he could yeah. possibly get screwed. Roly could possibly get screwed. We don't know well, all those things. Hadi, I mean. Yeah, Hadi. I mean, that's Hadi interviews today. I think for his visa, he interviews for his visa today. Oh, really? Yep. I hope I hope to hell he gets in. Oh hell yeah! I mean that one is probably more questionable than all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. You know when when I talked to you guys had James Hollingshead on as well, and mm-hmm. you know at the time he was being kind of vague, and I had to like pull it out of him. I'm like, what do you mean you're excited about next year's Olympia? I'm like, you're qualified for this one, and mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, but I'm you know I'm gonna focus more on that one. And, and it was like, he didn't want to say it. I'm like, so are you not doing it? And he's like, well, mate, let me explain this to you. You're like, I would have to quarantine for six weeks. And yep. the show at the time was seven weeks out. Yeah. You know? He's like, it doesn't make sense. I wouldn't be able to do it. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. That's a better, uh, I just thought he was sick of Skipping dieting. It. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to focus <laughs> on this year. That made No, perfect. you'd have to. He'd have to quarantine there and then again when he returned, right? Yep. Yeah. That's what he meant, right? Yeah. yeah. Just craziness. Well, then they, they had know. their shutdown too, which he had access, but I think they were getting a little more hardcore with uh, penalties for doing whatever the fuck you wanted over there. Right. Um, I mean, I think he made a smart move for sure, but I think what's baffling me is I'm hoping everybody gets in just because you're watching. I mean, look at, look at, uh, have you seen Oscanani's pictures? Like he looked like he came he back looks, from the dead. Yeah. yeah. He is insane. Yeah. He is, yeah. I my main criticism of him was separation in his quads. Mm-hmm. 
And then he posted like a picture the other day, and I was like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, like, his legs are photoshopped. Yeah, I just thought that's... they were more separated than more separated than ever. So yeah, <laughs> there you go. But yeah, it, it's it's um, like the thing is, you know, who, who, do you just put your money on an American just because you know he's going to be there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, well, Kamal is here already as well for the two twelve. Mm-hmm. Right. So, okay. um, you know, and I've I've gone over this numerous times with people. Uh, Kamal took a long time off between from bodybuilding, uh, from competition. Mm-hmm. So he's only on his third year back. Yeah, so he's on the upswing. He's getting better every year. And even though he's 49 years old, I don't care. He's bigger and better than he was when he started. Mm-hmm. He won the Arnold Classic his first year. He won the Olympia his second year. And he's got another year of training under his belt at this level. So there's yeah. nothing that tells me he, he, that he's not going to be better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris showed me a picture and said, you know, at this exact time a year ago, he was 217 or 214. At this time, the exact same condition, the exact same date, he's 224. He's, you know, he's right. significantly bigger and harder and rounder than he was a year ago leading into the Olympia. Right. So that only tells me one thing, that he's significantly improved again. And yeah. those guys are going to have their hands full. Who do you who Chris. do you foresee on the on the two twelve? Assuming everyone is there, um, what, what's your guesstimate on like top five? Uh, Kamal, George, um, 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 Derek, Clarita, and then it's a crapshoot. Um, possibly uh, um, Ashkenani if he has improved. Mm-hmm. I know they love his look. You know. He creates a crazy silhouette when when he's in shape, you know. Right. Um, uh, David, why can't David? David tells me he's better than he's been in in years. And, From what I've seen, he is. So. Yeah. <laughs> and he's not yeah. really showing any pictures. I asked him, and I'm like, "You gonna make me wait till the day of the show like everyone else?" And he's <laughs> like, "Yeah, maybe I'll send you some training photos." I'm like, "All right." And uh, but I, David's unbelievable. So he's he's one that. He could be so bananas, he could win. Right. Like nothing, nothing would surprise me. Right. Uh, you know, and then John Jewett was fourth or fifth last year. Fifth yep. last year. Fourth. Yep. Fourth. Um, so why couldn't he be in there again? Um, yeah. This is a taller lineup than it's been, aside from from Clarita. You know, mm-hmm. uh, even Kamal is like five six. Um, 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 Lunsford is five six. George is 5'8". God, how is George 5'8 and gets down to 212 and looks like he's 290? Yeah, he's <laughs> so so I, I got to ask you, um, I noticed that, you know, you didn't list Lunsford. Oh, you that, oh, you did? Yeah, yeah I got him in the top I, four. Like, oh, I just missed this when you were listing. Yeah, because... Yeah. All Derek has to do is show up and he's top four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Structure and I, I'm going to guess that he's going to be way better than he has been um i'm just still nervous about him coming down and the maturity of his physique holding on um he's still so young where someone like george george is so crazy like that's all real old man muscle it ain't going anywhere and if he's 212 200 
You know, he just looks nuts. And, yeah, I, I I called George the winner like uh, what was it two weeks ago? Yeah, they post, somebody posted. Uh, yeah, I showed him a picture or a video. Uh, he was doing some rows, and I was just scrolling real quick, and I thought it was old Kai footage. Yes. <laughs> I, I did. I stopped. I went back. I'm like, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, he certainly wins that pose. Yeah. The rear double, rear lat. Um, he he's gonna win a bunch of poses. Yeah. Um, I, you know, to the front, he might have a tough time with the front double. Um, I don't know. You know, I think George, out of anyone, has the best chance going in because mm-hmm. of the maturity. Because Kamal won last year on maturity, on po- polish. He yep. didn't win because he was bigger. He had, you know, he had a great presentation, the the, the skin tone, the condition, all the things that matter. You know, he probably got beaten by every single bodybuilder on one pose or another. Right. He had enough of everything else to win. Right. So, and I think George is very similar in that, that he's going to be very conditioned, better than he's ever been. Um, certainly, you know, I thought he was unbelievable at Tampa, but he could have been better, could have been tighter. Mm-hmm. And I think he knows that, and he'll come back even that was kind of a test run for him to see that was his first 212 show and now he knows that he can come in sharper and still be big big enough to stand with everyone mm-hmm. how, how old is george i think he's 39 38 39 because uh chris told me that um kamal is 49 but his training age is actually 39 yeah i believe that he's had big breaks and like completely that was, that was my point you yeah, know, yeah, complete clean. Yeah. Yeah, like Chris, Chris told me when he met Kamal, it was that like a supplement store like seminar or something. Yeah. And Kamal came up to him with his wife and he was just like Chris Chris said he was just a short fat guy. Yeah. And he, he said like, you know, I've won a, I've won a lot of stuff, but I want to try one more time to be a pro. Can you help me? And that was how they met and yeah. Chris just said you know, he, he didn't look like anything when he, yeah. when he took him on. And um, so, yeah, that, that you know, 49 going on 39 is, uh, <laughs> is why he's still able to improve. Yeah. I think he's also one of those guys that shrinks after a show. He doesn't blow up. You know, he goes back to kind of being normal. And then he grows. He grows every day up to the show. <laughs> you see him a week out, you see him the day of the show, he's bigger, you know, and that's that's a scary thought to go against, you know, <clears throat> he just keeps getting better and better and harder and bigger and all those things um, where, where George or, 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 or particularly Lunsford has to lose weight and shrink into a show. Mm-hmm. And that is just, um, you know, I think that works when you're older and you have muscle that has been there for 20 years um i think when you're younger you just look flatter and right. it makes you look softer you know there's certain shots that he's not going to lose he'll win that front double by easily just because that waist that rib cage that vacuum the width of them um but then you know there are going to be certain shots that just don't match up um, mm-hmm. i and I only talk about Derek so much because I'm such a fan of his look, such a fan of his physique. 
and he's gonna be nasty eventually. Mm-hmm. I just think I just think his best look is gonna come at two twenty five, two thirty, in four or five years from now. Right in the open, and and he'll he'll be winning open shows, no question in my mind. I just think he's in a weird spot where two twelve is like too small for him. Right, it's not gonna allow his physique to look its best. As far as as far as you know, uh, you mentioned Derek going to the Open, so let's talk about the Open. Um, what do you think is going to happen in the Open? Who do you put your money on? Phil. I, uh, <laughs> I just can't bet against him. I, I just can't. Uh, I absolutely love Brandon Curry, love his physique, love the guy, his family. He's unbelievable. Everything about him, how can you not love him? Um, he, he's just – he's his – his condition is not Phil Heath. Like mm-hmm. we, we're we're born different, every one of us. And Phil was born with something that no one else has, and it's that that condition. Um, and they're you know they're, they're all things equal. They're about the same size. You know mm-hmm. they're not going to weigh around. They're the very same. comparable. Yeah, they're both and, and beautiful I, physiques. I think Brandon has a prettier physique. Has prettier flow, better, you know, the taper, uh, um, and and he has a lot of the things that Phil has, like cannonball arms, like huge arms. Mm-hmm. But where the difference is, is when you know, particularly when they turn around, the hamstrings, glutes, the the knots in his back, and 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 it's just like he's on another level from everyone, um, mm-hmm. and that's been true of every show he's been in. Um, yeah. So, so the, unless, the, the thing, there, unless there's something wrong and his midsection is really bad, uh, then 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 I could see Brandon. Even then, like if he comes back, like when Sean beat him that year was at two eighteen, uh, mm-hmm. he could probably still win with yep. that physique um, because it was so dug out, it was so crazy, wacky looking. Um, but if he's fixed that, and, and man, uh, I don't see anyone beating Phil Heath, and that's not a knock to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> Phil is arguably the greatest ever. Like, like, like aside from Ronnie Coleman, who's freakier than Phil? You know? Yeah. I was talking, a couple guys were asking me this, and I was saying Phil, and they were like, oh, really? Like, and I was like, you just can't bet against someone who knows how to win Olympias. <laughs> like that's just like, and I think that, you know, regular fans, you know, they see all the guys up there and, and, you know, they think, okay, it's hard work and, you know, it's this and that and being smart and knowing what you're doing. But the guys that have done it for decades, like you, um, they, they understand that there's like, when you look at Phil, you see more than when <clears throat> someone looks at Phil. You yeah. know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you look sure. at Phil and you see, you see inside Phil, like you're like that mindset to look like that, to never be like, Phil was never off at an Olympia. People can say whatever the fuck they want, but like what's off for Phil Heath. Right. Right. There's, there, there's a know. big difference. Phil, like you said, knows how to do it. People to beat him have to go someplace they never been. And Phil's been there every year for the last 15 years. So yeah, they, he's, got, he's got he's got a bed in the corner. 
Right. <laughs> right. You know, there's a big difference. When you tell someone every day of your life for the next six months or even year, you have to go somewhere you've never been, reach deeper than you ever dreamt of, and Phil's like, hold my beer. I'll do it again. You know, right. <laughs> it ain't nothing to him. It's, no. just, it's all he knows. Mm-hmm. And, and then you have the genetics on top of it. Like, like forget about it. He's hungry. Yeah. You know, you can just tell by, by the, the, his look. And he's going to be 41 the day of prejudging. And, and I say the, the ultimate peak of my all-time physique was 41 years old. Right. So not only is he going to be good, he's going to be the best, the best he could possibly be as far as muscle fullness, density, condition. I don't know what his midsection is going to look like, but if that's on par, then no one's even close. Never mind. I can't see him not being on par there, though, because <clears throat> Phil's not coming back to see if he can win. I just don't see that mindset of like, well, we'll see. I think it's more like, mm-hmm. how badly will I win? Like, because I I just have that, you know, I mean, you know this because of all the years, like there's certain guys when they're on, when they like, like when, when Ronnie walked out in 03, not even, not even his physique, he looked at you and was like, I got this, this is done. When Jay walked out in 09 and stopped and was just like, you're welcome before it even started. You know, and then same with Phil. Like, Phil, when he walks out behind that O, you're like, oh, shit. It's just roundness everywhere and a look in his eye that's like, you know, again, you're welcome. You get to watch this now. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I just don't think other guys. And as an athlete, it's like, do you want to see Tom Brady have the ball with one more minute? Yes. Fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're on the opposing team, and it's the same with Phil. Oh, he took some time off, and now he's pissed? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, this is when I, I he knows I, how I, to I, win. <laughs> I can't get around I can't get around the mindset of it. Like, like you, the physique, obviously, but just the mindset of, of what he's capable of, you know? He's just like a born champion. And, yeah. uh, you know, people love to criticize the champ and Phil took a lot of shit and a lot of heat for all those years. And I feel like this happens to every Mr. Olympia who, well, all the ones that, well, actually every one of them pretty much. But as soon as you win, everyone just piles on you and criticizes the shit out of you for the whole rest of your reign. And then (laughs) after, and then after you're gone, everyone looks back and goes, fuck that guy was fucking awesome. Like it like takes a while, you know? And, and it even, it even happens to the people like us that fully appreciate and understand. Like I remember when Phil was reigning Mr. Olympia, I was like, Oh man, he's just incredible. He's just incredible. But like, this guy's great too. And I, I want this guy to, you know, but now that Phil's been off stage for a few years, I look at his pictures, like the odd time, like a 2012 shot comes through my feed. Yeah. And I'm just like, I stop. And I'm like, did I forget? Yeah. The fuck he looked like <laughs> like it's i don't know i find looking back at bodybuilding you know through the years it's like the appreciation for the level of of what is being brought and and what the guys have been bringing and i just i have so much appreciation when i look back at what phil did and i'm just so excited to see him up there again you know yeah. just Me as too. a bodybuilding fan like fuck whatever else i just right. don't care anymore I tell no. a story often. I was backstage with Phil, and Phil 
oftentimes didn't hang out with the open guys. He'd come in the room where all us 212 guys were laying, laying down, resting, waiting for our turn, and he'd be hanging out with us. Then he gets up and just starts looking at himself. He's getting – he doesn't go crazy getting pumped. He just lifted his leg up, and, and his leg looked so unexplainable. Like, like had like sharp edges popping out to the side. Like, like, and I was like, dude, can I take a picture of that? He's like, no, 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 no. He goes later, later. I'm like, I was so, I'm here. I am. Like, I, I, I've been. It was probably my ninth or tenth Olympia, and and I'm asking, can I take a picture of him? I'm like, holy <laughs> fuck! It was so crazy looking. And it just didn't make sense. And yeah, I was used to seeing crazy shit, but I, I, it was mind boggling, you know, how, and that's why I explained to people, no, if Phil's even close to where he needs to be, there's no one on earth that can beat him. Right. You know, Ronnie Coleman's not coming back. Um, there's no one and Phil's still young enough and healthy enough. He's going to be at his best. I would assume. You know, and that just spells bad news for everyone else. But on on, on a side note, the the surprise of the show that I'm going to call is Hunter Labrada being first call out top five guy. I'm going to call it now. This I'd kid, love to see it. I think it's going to happen. I think the changing of the God is happening. And, and this kid is so big. It's 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 unreal. Mm hmm. I can't believe how I, big it is. I've you, you mentioned pictures a few times and been like, holy shit, Rami looks peeled there. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa that's not Rami, that's Hunter. His, <laughs> so crazy. his front double is as impressive as anyone's. Mm-hmm. His arms are massive, his legs are huge, he's tight, he's proportionate. You know, it's all coming together for this kid. And it wouldn't surprise me one bit if he ends up you know, in the next five years winning an Olympia. Don't you think, too, yeah. though, that he's got a special – I mean, I don't know how much stuff you watch, uh, Jose, but, like, going into Tampa, his first pro show, there's a difference between a guy who's confident and a guy who, like, knows. Yeah. Like, they, yeah, like when, he, when they would ask him, like, oh, yeah, you know, how are you going to do? He's like, I'm here to win. Yeah. And it wasn't, it, yeah. it wasn't even arrogant. It was just no. – well, that's similar to the Phil mindset you were talking about. You know, yeah. he's not wasting his days. I always used to say that. I don't get out of bed at 5 a.m. to do cardio for second place. That doesn't right. inspire me. You know, mm-hmm. even when I was aging and going against Flex Lewis, you know, second place didn't inspire me. I'm going to win. I'm going. That that's my mindset. That's his mindset. He comes from a champion breed. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that's his dad instilled that in him. You don't do anything unless you're going to do it to be the best. Right. And, and it's working and it's worked. And, and oh, my God, the, the level of improvements that he's made in the last few years and still being so young. And, and well, he's going to dust himself. The one the one he brought in the earlier part of the year is a joke compared yeah. to who he is today. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not looking at pictures. And he said, and, and this was literally probably four weeks ago. Mm-hmm. His weight was 276. Peeled. Yep. Like 276. He's going to be, he said, mid 250s on stage. Yep. 253 yeah. on stage. That Oh, my God. That is crazy. 
<laughs> and peeled out of his head with with phenomenal lines. With great shape, wide shoulders, tight waist. You know, um, he's not missing anything. I, for a while, I was calling him like a, a supercharged Flex Lewis. That's what he looks like. He's got calves. He's got round quads. He's got the shoulders. Um, and now he's just like his own thing. He's, <laughs> he's not supercharged shit. He's he's just Hunter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I, I think he's yeah. Pass over any one of those guys that are that are off. If if Roly, if Rami, if Dexter, or um, one of them is going to be off, and he's mm-hmm. going to slide in, you know, he's going to end up being top five, six, right there. First call out, I I, I see him in. That's awesome. So if you have if you have Phil and Hunter in the first call out, who else? Well, let's assume Hardy's there. Mm-hmm. Phil, okay. Hardy, Hunter, Bonac, first call out. That's and then you Four. can add three more. You can add Rami, Dexter, and Roly. It'll probably be an eight man call out. I was gonna say because you still you still got Brandon too. <laughs> yeah, Brandon. So that's eight guys. Yep. That's why I said it'll. Pro- I've done this before. I think it, it's going to be an eight-man call out, and then they're going to say, they're going to say, Phil, Brandon, Hadi, and Bonac back in line. Mm-hmm. And they're going to leave Hunter, Dexter, Roly, Rami, for another battle. Right. Yeah, and then they'll probably fill in the side with. Juan Morel and, and Ian Valier or something, or, right? Or, or um, uh, I think one of those guys, one of those guys is going to make some noise. Uh, um, either Ian or or um, Antoine. Mm-hmm. It's gonna I was, show. I, I was up. just going to ask you, who do you think the top Canadian's going to be? <laughs> I don't know. I I think Ian has, you know, better lines or better shape. I think um, Antoine is bigger with with quality muscle and it seems to be getting bigger every day you know i don't remember his why legs are just huge his legs are incredible yeah, you know your legs are wacky when you're talking about him versus ian and, and only talking about him because ian's legs are fucking insane too <laughs> yeah but this is next level <clears throat> yeah ian the detail prettier shape ian mm-hmm. you know with with his tight waist and 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 you know, rib cage and wide shoulders, but um, I don't know. I think on, on if it were a muscle show, Antoine wins. Right, it's muscle. You know, uh, uh, Ian's a little prettier. They're both so young too, though. I mean, Ian just turned thirty. Yeah, <laughs> like that's frightening to think about. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's he going to do in a decade? Yeah. <laughs> I have a weird feeling that Antoine is going to beat him at the Olympia. Just because it's the Olympia, it's a big man show. Um, I, I just think, you know, for some reason, I see that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Regan is, is quite there yet. Um, he's doing the Olympia, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. Is, right? Um, or did he qualify? No, wait, he qualified for next year. Okay, okay. So he, I don't think he is doing it. I think he qualified for next I, year. I month. thought he was doing it. I thought he was doing it. I was under all the impression it was all three of them. Yeah, oh, yeah, you're right. It is all three. It is all three. You're right. He yeah. went on, on points, and then he won a show for next year. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I see Antoine being the 
the, the best Canadian. I, I, lo- I love Ian's physique. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I, I find, like, Antoine gets harder. More separation, more, um, I don't know. There's more going on to me. I I don't know, man. I, I I think I'd if I had to bet money on who would place higher as a Canadian, I I mean the judges seem to lo- they've they've always put Ian up there and I mean a- Antoine looked fucking nuts at the show that he won this year. That was just a yeah. banger, like crazy. Well, you know and, and, and Antoine's such a wild card though. Like just look at his history and everything he's been through and he's just such a crazy dude. Yeah. Like who knows what he could pull off? Like he's just, he's a, you know, um, I think if I had to bet, I'd put money on Ian just cause he's like, you know, been there, you know, kind of the returning yeah. Olympia guy, but, but man, it'd be a good battle. Be a good battle. So, I think so. I was, I was like, we touched on Kamal, how he had time off and, and he's only getting better. Antoine is only just coming back, whether it be from, from time off, injury he's only now just coming back to full-time you know he got a full year under his belt of training and healing and mm-hmm. you know he seems to be growing every week and getting harder and, and like he seems to be responding more than he ever has in his life and, and right well he he's he's said many times that the whole time he was an amateur all the way up to like just the last couple of years as a pro he never had an off season. He, he fucked around every single off season. Right. It would just be prep for shows, prep for show, prep for show. No real consistency between them at all. And so, you know, here he is, you know, as of two years ago, you know, he's returned from his, you know, he's kind of coming out of his addiction issue and he's focused on bodybuilding and he's got a training age of like 22. Right. Right. <laughs> So, yeah. so, so with you know. that, though, uh, looking at your crystal ball for both of you guys, who, who is the who, who leaves the sport the greatest bodybuilder out of those three? Who leaves the yeah, sport? Reg- yeah, so Regan, Ian, and Antoine. Who, who Antoine. leaves the biggest mark on the sport? All right, so the three going to leave. Um, this Ian is in a 15 years. <laughs> Regan will leave what, what? the most money. And Antoine will leave with the highest placing. I love it. <laughs> what, what was what, what did you say about Ian? I said he'll leave with the hottest wife. Yeah, said sister. You ever seen? Yeah. Her? Yeah. I think she's nuts. That's awesome. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. she's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Um, no, that's the exact breakdown I was looking for. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So that's that's it. Ian's got the wife. Regan will have tons of cash, and uh, Antoine will place the highest. There we go. There's the rundown. Ron, you don't get one anymore because yours won't be as good as that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I can't top that. I can't top that. I was gonna let Although you select we- yours, but you're out. <laughs> we did have a we had a we had a secret Santa at the gym set up. And you, you have to put your name and then three things that you want for $30. And the person can pick one. And I put food, coffee, weed. <laughs> Gift certificate. There you the go. 30 so bucks that's so simple. Far enough. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so, 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 so that's a good breakdown. So let's talk Rami. 
Okay. So what the fuck? Like, it's he's so huge, so much muscle, so much ability to win. And every time a veteran who knows what they're talking about, like you, starts listing the top three, you don't name them. Well, I, I like you said with Antoine, who knows what's going to happen? Um, with Rami, who the fuck knows? As far as I see, he's looking great, but I think there's something in his head that goes bonkers, haywire, the last 24 hours. And he maybe he gets nervous. Maybe he, you know, um, I'm sure he's made some mistakes. Maybe, I don't know, but something happens where he, 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 he just doesn't look the way you want him to look. Does mm-hmm. he look nasty? Yeah, he looks awesome. I, I couldn't beat him, but he he don't he don't look the way I envision him to look. Mm-hmm. You know, he looked that way once, and I think that's when he won the Arnold Classic Europe Arnold Classic after the Olympia one year, maybe 2018 or 2017. I know that New York didn't he win the New York Pro, and he was like had like shredded glutes and was all yeah tight. yeah, but that was he was a lot smaller around me then. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, he was still huge. But since then, that was 2013 when he won the New York Pro. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're talking over seven years ago now. And um, he's changed quite a bit. He's perfectly capable of winning. I just haven't shown anything. I haven't seen anything to tell me that I'm willing to bet on it. Don't you think, though, that there's something when you look at his physique? I mean, this is me saying my opinion, but see if you guys see when I look at it all together, as freaky as it is, it it doesn't like what uh, like like Hottie. It's all there. Like when he walks out, I'm just like, that's a cement truck <laughs> drilled out with a you know etched out on top of I me. Mean, just every little thing. I mean, like I wouldn't have been sat mad if he won the Olympia last year. He no, was so I wacky. Yeah. Um, whereas when I look at, at in a lineup. Once I see everyone next to each other, I'm able to pick things down with Rami. Like, mm-hmm. I remember when he first came on the scene, everybody was like, biggest thing you've ever seen. He's going to dwarf everybody. And I kept saying, we'll see when he stands next to Kai. And as yeah. soon as he stood next to Kai, he looked normal. Yeah. And, and that didn't happen, like, for example, with Hadi last year. He still looked like cement like next to everybody else. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? So, like, something can disappear. Or if you've got better shape it highlights that yeah it's freaky but the legs are almost a little weird coming into the hip structure you know what i mean like yeah. you're picking apart the best in the world but there is something where like un- if he came in at his absolute best the best you could see him and so did phil i'd say phil wins 10 times out of 10 yeah i do too because phil has an uncanny way of looking bigger than Rami. right it's, it's weird you know because his his conditioning trumps everything. So now he looks as big, if not bigger. Mm-hmm. You know, it's crazy. His legs, Rami's got the biggest legs ever. And standing next to Phil, it doesn't look it. You're like, Phil's legs are as good, if not better. Yep. And it's all about condition. Um, for him, I, I don't know. It's, I know exactly what you mean when you compare Hadi. Hadi comes out, he takes a breath. You see lines everywhere. Quarter turn, lines. Puts his, he, Hottie puts his arm up on the quarter turn. 
yeah. you know, he does that big sweeping motion and you see like every single thing all under the lat and everything yeah. on the quarter turn. It's just nuts. It's a totally different level. And if Rami had that, then he'd be, he'd win every show, but he doesn't. And, you know, until we see it, we can't, I, I can't bet against, I can't bet that he's going to win. Right. Well, I think at some point you have to submit to the idea that maybe that stuff is never there. I mean, you can be that guy just so big, but not as detailed. Like, you know, I mean, Flex Lewis, you know, when he's retired and fat and small, he'll have shredded glutes. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, like, so I think there's certain things it's like, maybe it isn't diet and maybe it's not the special thing. I mean, he's worked with every coach. Everyone's taken a shot. And the closest still wasn't all that stuff because maybe it's not there. I mean, you know, there's there's certain things that are a sledgehammer. There's certain things that are scalpel. And I think he might be all sledgehammer. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> good analogy. He's uh, he's big. They don't call him shredded Rami. They call him big Rami. <laughs> there's only there's only one super sliced. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What about what what about what about Bonac? I mean, can Bonac bring anything that we haven't seen before, or you just think? That Bonac, the Arnold Classic winner, physique, that's that's all he can really bring, but it's still dangerous enough that it's in the top four. Is that kind of how you see him now? Uh, I think if he can come back to where he was a few years ago when he was super round, crazy round, um, he can he can he, I don't know if he's going to beat Phil, but he he just needs to be bigger. His legs dropped off a little bit. He, there was a time when he was so round and, and, and ripping through his skin. Every shot was crazy round. He had unbelievable legs. He, I remember him telling me that he'd only train legs once a month because his legs and ass would grow so much. And, and <laughs> he apparently got some sort of injury. And, uh, you know, his legs were significantly down the last couple of years. Right. And even when he won the Arnold last year, his legs were down a little bit. Um, and I think significantly at the Olympia last year, his legs were way down. And that's why I had Hardy over him pretty much all day long. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't see Hardy lose a pose to him, really. Right. That's when you know you're that in, though. Like, his, his yeah, legs were yeah. so big that, like, someone like me who didn't follow William as closely wouldn't even have recognized that his legs were down. Because they're still yeah. huge. <laughs> well, he had really crazy legs for, for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And now they're significantly down. And that makes a difference, you know, especially because he's got that weird short torso. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it does, when you have huge legs, it, they, they create that sweep into the waist. Right. And, and if his legs aren't that big, it kind of makes him look a little blockier. Right. So it that makes sense. Later. I, I want to ask you uh, out of respect for the man and, uh, and everything he's done. What do you think about, you know, Dexter's last show? Dexter's unbelievable. It's sad. It's sad that it's coming to an end. Um, it's going to be one of the most emotional send-offs in bodybuilding history. I mean, he is it's, the greatest of all time. That's how I, I'm so I'm so disappointed I won't be there for this year's Olympia to see Dexter's send-off and whatever the yeah, crowd can too. do for him. Me too. But that's how they should send him off. Nobody's going to argue it. 
when we say th this is the greatest of all time, we're, we're saying goodbye to the greatest of all time. You know, people can say Ronnie. Well, Ronnie was the best Olympian. Uh, Jay or, 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 or Lee Haney. No, Dexter is the best bodybuilder of all time. His record speaks for itself. Uh, he's won in, what, almost four decades now? <laughs> you know, he, uh, he's just done things that nobody's ever done. You know, Albert Beckles competed till a late age, but he wasn't Dexter. Right. Isn't, isn't Dexter... Isn't Dexter the first guy to turn pro as a light heavy who won it? The only guy to turn pro as a light heavy who's won an Olympia? Well, and certainly in modern day. Yeah. Modern age, yeah. 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 I mean, you know, from Bantam to Olympia. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he touched yeah. every class. He touched every weight class and won an Olympia. It's, it's, it's something like. It's the consistency. And like I was saying about how people judge bodybuilders and criticize the champions, you know, they, oh, well, you know, we only won one Olympia. It's like, yeah, yeah he, what did he win? Did, did he win 29 shows? He won nine Arnold Classics? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then, you know, top five at what, 15 Olympias? What the fuck's his record? Yeah, it's, got, it's insanity. Yeah. I mean, he was, don't even he, was, know. he was he was he was just getting started years before I had even uh, walked into a gym because I would I would watch old videos back when I started. I remember Dexter Jackson get like eighth at Olympia, and he was half the size he is now. <laughs> yeah, this is his twentieth or twenty first Olympia. I can't he's remember. Twenty numbers are so stupid. Yeah, imagine yeah. that. Twenty one Olympias. Thank you very much. <laughs> what's that say about you right there just the fact that you've been on on that level 21 years in a row and you know what everyone on the planet loves dexter jackson you know you'll never hear other than sean ray <laughs> no, <laughs> he doesn't count <laughs> he doesn't count you know uh but everyone on earth loves dexter he, he's the funniest you know humble leave humble. it leave it to sean ray to be the one guy that doesn't like a guy like that I know. You know, just that says everything. But, you know, everyone loves Dexter. So this place, and it sucks. It, I don't, we don't even know if there's going to be fans. How many fans are going to be there? Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. That's what pissed me off about every it's single a shit thing. Time, but I hope everyone gets a pay-per-view and, and everyone videos it. You know, everyone's going to be posting it on their social media. Yep. Send off to Dexter. And, um, man, I wish I could be there. I wish I would. Uh, be there to shake his hand, give him a hug, and uh, be part of yeah. it. Yeah, Dexter has. So I have a my Dexter story that I'll tell. It's not like I'm bragging that I know Dexter. It's it's because I'm trying to illustrate that I don't know Dexter that well, and he still treated me this way. Right. But I was in I was in Doherty's gym in Australia, and it was like I I think it would have been like six months after I tore my quad. So I was like doing single leg press like you know just you know wimpy ass fucking trying to be a bodybuilder in the gym you know trying to get my leg back and i stood up off the leg press i think i had three plates aside or something and i had my headphones in but i heard hey big dog and i like turn and it's dexter and like i mean i've run into dexter a whole bunch of times and had little conversations with him but i don't know him that well like you know it's not like i have a cell number or anything like that he walks right over to me and gives me a hug. He goes, how's your leg? 
And the only way he would know that is if he just happened to see my Instagram. Like there's just no, but the fact that he knew it and remembered and like asked and stopped and talked to me for a minute. And then he came back by the past the leg press like 10 minutes later and he said, see you later, man. And you know, like I, like, I mean, like, that's not, I'm not trying to say, Oh, I know Dexter. I'm trying to say like, he had no real reason to go out of his way and be that cool. And you know, there's, pulling on his shirt in every direction he's got all these girls with him that he's looking at because he's helping some bikini chicks and it just takes the time out of his day to do that type of thing and that's just the type of guy he is he's just the fucking coolest dude yeah he's awesome yeah we all know because we are in this world Mm -hmm. that he would have been uh it would have said more if he pretended like he didn't know because he knows. We all know everything that's going on. Yep. <laughs> he, knew well. he knew he had an injury, how it happened, you know, how the, how you doing. And he made sure to come over and let you know that he did know. Right. Someone someone else would pretend that they didn't know. Oh, what happened to your leg? Or right. they'd ignore you and pretend you didn't, they didn't know who you were. Yep. Yeah. But Dex yeah, is yeah. that way. Dex is as real as it gets. It's good. Well, <laughs> I have to go and do another uh, podcast right now. <laughs> I promise. That's that. okay because did we hit our time? Oh, we did because I have to. Uh, I actually have a business to run. He too has to go. I'm the only one that has nothing to do today, but you guys do your thing. <laughs> I said I said I had 90 minutes, and we're at 125, Dusty. So you're killing yeah, it. Yeah, man. Awesome yeah. guys. Well, Jose, Jose, man, thanks for everything, brother. Yeah, thank um, you. you. Again, you know, like I said, you know, we've you, you're a repeat guest, and yeah. uh, you're all welcome over here. And good luck with your podcast. Tell everybody what's going on with your podcast because I like your show, man. I've watched it a few times. Yeah, so we we've been doing a little bit of everything. We do a podcast, get people on, do interviews, and uh, my boy Nate is competing this weekend in the Masters USA. So we've had a couple tough couple of weeks. So we haven't had any uh, any guests on in a few weeks. But we basically take people, we try to focus more on business aspect of what makes the person, uh, what makes them tick, what what motivated them to do what they're doing. Because I get sick of reps and weights and diets and shit like that. It gets old. Mm -hmm. So I like to get to know the people that that we're getting on. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's led to some really great conversations and, and, you know, certain experiences that people have had in their lives that make them who they are um i I just get sick of bodybuilding talk because it's all i do all day long (laughs) you know if we can bring a different side of people out that's um that's usually a bonus and it's it's luckily i've been around forever so i know everyone and i can get people on and 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 they have a relationship with me so we can they feel obligated to say yes (laughs) comfortable enough talking to me yeah Cause I'll tell yeah, you, yeah. and then I'll be like, "Now you're gonna one up me. You, you're gonna bring it now." <laughs> I so, yeah, love it. it. It's been fun. Um, it's on the Boston Mass YouTube channel, and uh, we've been w- another thing we've been doing is going to a lot of like mom and pop gyms, promoting the you know the hardcore gyms that don't get enough attention. You know, all the commercial gyms are wiping out everyone. Yep. So I, I like to go train at the hardcore gyms. This certain gym I drive to over an hour every once a week to train legs, and uh, it, it's the greatest gym. It's called General Fitness in Fall River, Massachusetts, and this the owner's awesome. gave gave me a free membership to come down anytime, and he's like, "Bring your camera," you know, you know, 
Nice. So we, we're always posting stuff from there. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of good gyms in the area that are that, that, that you would love, Ron, that, that are probably just like your I, place. I would love to come. You know, Boston's one of the areas I've always wanted to go, and I just have never made it, you know. Yeah. And I always wanted to go to a Bruins game one day. So well, let's do it. Come on out anytime you want. I would love to, man. As soon as uh, Canadians are uh, allowed to freely travel to and from well, the States. Right. <laughs> I can't believe we're even talking like that. It's crazy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'll see you guys one day in the future. We will meet again. Yeah. Thank God for <laughs> Skype, huh? No shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Okay, Jose. All right. Thanks, Thank buddy. You guys. All the best, brother. Right. You bet. Let's see how the O goes. We'll talk after. All right, cool. See you guys. Okay. Hey, see you, bud. So, Dusty, great to have him on. Fantastic, as always. We haven't actually hadn't talked in a bit, so that, that was our first get-together other than text in a while, because you know me and phones. Whew. I don't yeah, like I know. I'll text you, like, three or four things through the week, and I'll get no response. And then, and then, and then when we log on, you'll like comment on what I've sent you that week. You know what I mean? You'll, you'll summarize. It's like, you, you're like, I got, I got time for one verbal reply. <laughs> you're getting it now. I hope you're listening. <laughs> Get that bud all the way in. We're doing this right now. That's uh, bad. Uh, it's yeah. so bad. I have a guy that's doing my uh, website and uh, he called me to, to ask me a question and I called him right back and he didn't answer. And then he called me like an hour later, and I texted him four days later with his answers. <laughs> That's like, here they are. Just one text message. I was like, I prefer Boom. text. He's like, okay, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, enough, thanks, man. We man. Remember, so uh, what do we got? Episode 69 in the books. We're, we're well on our way. And then uh, next week, we're back to our regularly programmed show. Yes. Monday, releasing Wednesday. Sorry about the live stuff, guys, but I think they like it. Yeah, yeah. Never know. We might have to change the format, buddy. I, I, I'm not, I'm down with getting wild. I moved my training schedule for this. It's exciting. Scott, Scott probably likes not having to edit. Well, Scott left. He's not even on anymore. He just left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, okay. Boss. Okay. Remember, everybody, it's just bodybuilding. Thanks for tuning in. Like, share, subscribe, comment, and bell. You know the deal. Got them all. Let's go. Let's go.